0: you're listening to what dot rocks got the world and other things i'm kenny price your host our mission you got it advancing equilibrium in the midst of an agitated world hey this is kenny price i'm reading from latimes.com the news article featured october 24th 2022 written at 5 p.m pacific time by meg james Staff writer. She's award-winning staff writer for the LA Times, Los Angeles Times. She writes, Warner Brothers Discovery reports that it will incur up to $1.5 billion in costs to shrink the company, canceling programming, and providing severance packages to laid-off workers, among other expenses. In a Securities and Exchange Commission filing Monday, the company warned that the, quote, estimated cash expenditures from the organization restructuring, and boy, let's say we use that term loosely here, folks, when you hear what's getting ready to happen, facility consolidation activities and other contract termination costs will be in the range of approximately $1 billion to $1.5 billion, end quote. The cost will be spread over more than two fiscal years, The regulatory filing also noted that the company was planning hefty write-downs, potentially more than $4 billion in pre-tax charges through 2024, including more than $2 billion related to charges for cutting back development and abandoning TV shows and movies. Executives, and I use that term loosely here, she writes executives including CEO David Zaslav, Z-A-S-L-A-V, have long signaled that they will pursue an aggressive cost savings effort to achieve previously announced financial goals. And let me just say in commentary that, my friend, if this is cost-saving efforts to achieve previously announced financial goals, it really makes you wonder. Zaslav, as part of Discovery's consolidation of Warner Media, has promised Wall Street that he and his lieutenants will find $3 billion in annual cost savings after the merger. So that's the new term for loss and bleeding, and slash and burn is $3 billion in annual cost savings after the merger. She goes on to say telecommunications giant AT&T decided to make a hasty exit from Hollywood, turning over its entertainment portfolio, including HBO, the Warner Brothers film and TV studio CNN TBS and Turner Classic Movies, among other properties, to discovery in April. And so, again, it begs the question, what does AT&T know? Well, first of all, as you follow the ratings, CNN is basically a non-existent news media outlet. They have about a fraction of the listeners as Joe Rogan or uh, Russell Brand. Uh, So you ask, how does this happen? Since then, the smaller Discovery has been struggling to swallow a larger company during an inopportune time, as Wall Street has been treating streaming companies more skeptically. You wonder why. The renamed Warner Brothers Discovery has been grappling with a depressed stock price. The transaction which saw AT&T and Discovery shareholders receive Warner Media Discovery stock, which, what does that mean? saddled Warner Brothers Discovery with more than $50 billion in debt. Let that sink in. Congratulations, you are now the proud holder of Warner Media Discovery stock. Oh, by the way, it comes with a $50 billion in debt price tag. Much of the debt was left over from AT&T's takeover of the former Time Warner Inc. in 2018. As a result of this slash-and-burn fiasco, now this is my writing, Meg James details multiple rounds of layoffs, a cancellation of movies and TV shows, including dumping the $90 million film Batgirl. It was almost completed, and they pulled the plug on it. Can you imagine a $90 million failure before it ever got out of the gate and the selling off of other assets? She goes on to report that during the second financial quarter, the company took about $1 billion in pre-tax restructuring charges. The third quarter will be $1.3 to $1.6 billion in pre-tax write-downs Primarily related to content. So that means programming that was going to be developed that would hopefully bring in more customers is being slashed. Get this shares closed Monday at $3.18, up 2.3%, although the stock has lost nearly half its value since the April merger. Congratulations, Wall Street. Congratulations. I tell you, friend, we are seeing the corporate geniuses, and I use that term in sarcasm. We are seeing the corporate geniuses of our day suffer failure at every turn. We as a nation have vast petroleum holdings enough to last hundreds of years into the future at the present consumption, yet we hear the ludicrous news release that we have just a couple of weeks of diesel fuel reserves left. So the prices of diesel fuel have skyrocketed as a result of this. My friend, listen to me. This stuff can't get any more ridiculous and outlandish. Never, never in my 63 years of life on this earth And the only reason why I mention my age is to help you understand that I have a historical context from which I speak. Have I ever seen such an outpouring of impoverishment and impotence to get the basic functions and services of our nation accomplished? The supposed gurus of finance and business take our major corporations down huge sinkholes of collapse and disaster and yet just keep on ticking. Though they may eventually be ousted from their present positions, they always seem to land on some other sinking ship and destroy its viability as well. My friend, if you have your thinking cap on, you have to see the hand of Almighty God in all of this. It is too global. It is too collaborative. It is too orchestrated. It is too much like a Marvel comic book movie to be anything other than Almighty God mocking the geniuses of our day. God in all of heaven is laughing. Dear friend, do you understand that? The Bible makes it clear that he mocks these people. He's laughing at them in the courts of heaven. Does this make the suffering any less real and potent at the street level? Of course not. The end result of all this and these marauders' actions is poverty and life collapse for a lot of workers and families. My heart breaks for all the kids of our nation who are being severely damaged through all of this. My friend, I ask as a secondary question, what about the pastors of our nation? How come they are not rising up in mass and shouting and screaming on behalf of the needs and the hurt and the damages being done to the kids of our nation? Above all, you and I should have a compassion for those who are in the state of vulnerability. The senior adults who live on fixed incomes and the children of our nation who are going through the floor. As we send billions and billions and billions, and the way the government now has it structured, they can send billions and billions to the Ukraine, and we don't even know what they're spending. And yet, we don't have the money to provide food for all the children of our nation, where I remind you that one out of six, the last time I saw the stats, one out of six children go to bed at night hungry. This disturbs the Almighty God. And my friend, it absolutely breaks his heart. So mark this down. And I tell you, I'm being vigorous today because this is important. Mark this down, my friend. Hear me. God will rise up shortly and take major action on behalf of those who are being oppressed. And he will rectify this situation. As a friend of mine in the ministry says, God is getting ready to tee it up and whack it. He's entered the tee box, and he's going to be putting the ball a hole in one. It's not going to land on the green in one. The ball is getting ready to be a hole-in-one. God is a power hitter who never misses his mark. Fred, have you ever seen someone who really knows how to golf? When they put it out on the tee box and they whack it and they can send it 300 plus yards? I'm always amazed, but my friend, God hits a hole-in-one. The odds of you and I hitting a hole-in-one is 12,500 to one, but God is getting ready to hit the hole-in-one. As we listen to the truth of God's Word and allow it to sink deep into our souls, we will not allow the ineptness and sadness that is being thrust upon us to shake our personal resolve and resiliency and trust in God. Listen to how we can see our peace advance in the face of this persistent agitation. My friend, this is Season 12, Episode 256, titled, The Divine Provision of Faith. Subtitle, Many series Voices from the Past, reading number 11. I remind you that all of the details regarding the use of this reading are found in the show notes. First John 5.4 says this, For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. In the experience of God's people, it is often found that when their outward condition is troubled, their inward state is full of perplexities and fears. In affliction, Satan seeks to make a breach between us and God. He is most malicious to those with whom he has little hope of victory, as in Job's case. If he cannot run us on a rock, he will seek to upset us with a tempest. If he cannot rob us of grace, he will seek to disturb our peace and comfort. Believers can expect inward and outward trouble because we have married Christ with His cross. We are delivered from the curse indeed but are appointed to the cross. Outward afflictions may be many and heavy and come upon the neck of another. We may feel the hard brunt enough to exercise our whole strength of faith and patience. Inward afflictions are far more heavy and grievous than afflictions of the body, for a wounded spirit who can bear. It is not unusual, though, that both of these rods come upon us at once as a load on a broken back. What shall we do? We must take a hold on God by renewed acts of faith. Faith is used not only for our entrance into grace, but also for our continuance and progress through all temptations and difficulties. Faith and prayer must be as the breathing of our souls to keep the heart alive. We must trust the Lord in every change and condition of life. I will lay the weight of my sinking spirit on the free grace of Christ. I will renew my hold, life, and expectations there. This is the path. I will never be turned from it. A trusting Christian in this strength may challenge all the gates of hell. When I'm afraid, I put my trust in you. Psalm 56.3 Afraid? Afraid? Alas, who is not? But what course will you take then? Believe. Use faith always and have it now. Elias Pledger, Puritan Sermon 1659 through 1689. Volume 1, pages 317 through 324. And with that, my friend, I bid you peace.